Okay, welcome to our Cornerstone Church Kingston podcast series. We've been working our way through animals of the Bible and we hope you've enjoyed this series. Uh, This is the last in our current series, Um, but before you uh, weep and wail too much, we are coming back in the new year and we're going to have a brand new series of podcasts. Uh, This is our version for families and kids and uh, we are today going to be looking at the dove um, related to the pigeon, not the same as the pigeon obviously, but related to the pigeon. So uh, still something that you can see and think about uh, around Around, around town and in parks and stuff and uh, we're going to we're going to begin with with you know what could be our final set of fun facts quiz yeah now i'm going to ask you a set of questions about the fact uh, that that pigeons and doves are used as messenger p- that sort of animals All right. so you might not have known that but there's a little fact for you uh, for thousands of years they've been used to carry messages because they're <laughs> exceptional at sort of finding their way home. Mm. So if you take a pigeon out with you somewhere and you strap a little message to its leg and release it, it will fly back to where its home is. And so right. people for thousands of years have used that as a way of communicating. Homing pigeons. Homing pigeons. Yeah. Now, here we go. True or false, in World War One, pigeons played a vital part in communications. Well, based on what you've just said, <laughs> I would say that's probably but true. But we've got modern technology yeah. now, Tom. Well, surely we would use <laughs> just radios. Yeah. It's true. It is true. They played a vital role in World War One. Over 100,000 pigeons played a part. Now, here's the next question. What percentage success rate do you think these pigeons had? Oh, that's a good question. Um, of, of, of a percentage of what? So in World War One, 100,000 pigeons oh, yeah. were used. Yeah. Out of all the messages that those pigeons... Yeah. Said, sure. ha- yeah, what yeah. is their success yeah, rate yeah. Oh, in, yeah. as a percentage? Do you think is it like ten percent, fifty percent, more than that? Well, I guess I guess it would have to be quite high because, I mean, if they were being intercepted nine times out of ten, it would become quite frustrating because mm. the enemy would just be getting your messages all the time. So I, I would go up in the region of yeah, eight, nine times out of ten, eighty, ninety percent. Yeah, I'd be very high, almost yeah. 100%, I would think. 95% success yeah. rate. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the reason for that is because it, it, their speed made it nearly impossible for anyone to shoot them. Mm. They're so fast. Right. And they had to use um, birds of prey. They had to release other birds yeah. to go and get them, uh, which is amazing. So, last question. What is the fastest recorded speed for a pigeon then in miles per hour? Oh, gosh. Should I give you an A, B, or a C? Yes, please. Okay, yes. is it A, 77.6 miles an hour, mm. B, 92.5 miles, miles an hour, or C, 103.8 miles an hour? Uh, the, 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 the highest recorded? Highest recorded speed for a pigeon. Mm. Well, if it's got the wind behind it, then I'd go for the top 100. I, I think I, yeah, probably would as well because I know peregrine falcons and that those birds can go like 200. 170 miles yeah. an hour or something. So it feels like it could be obviously not that, but somewhere near to that. Okay. It was 92.5 okay. miles per hour, mm. which is faster than you will probably go in a car likely yes. in your life. Yeah. So, um, it should be, yeah, if you're going to be legal. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're in Germany. Unless you're in Germany. So there you go. They're amazing things, doves and pigeons. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, that's it for our, our quiz. And uh, we're going to move now to the Bible and think about the dove in the Bible. And uh, we've just chosen a few scenes, haven't we? Where are we? Well, we've Who got, we've got a, homing, a homing pigeon a homing or a pigeon. Homing, homing dove. Because Brilliant. the first uh, uh, time we see the, the dove in the Bible is... 
Noah's Ark. Mm. So if you know the story, uh, God has judged the world for its sin. You know, his, his sin goes to God. God sees all their sin, and he sent this great flood. Um, but there's a there's a group of people, a family that God will save, um, which is Noah and his family. They're in the ark. The, the waters have covered the earth. Uh, there's no other humans around. And uh, Noah wants to know whether the water has you know gone down uh, so that he can get out on dry ground. He first of all sends a raven that flaps around all over the place and doesn't really tell him anything. And then he sends a dove and the dove goes out and comes back and he thinks, well, I don't know whether there's any ground. So he waits another seven days, sends the dove out and then the dove comes back like a homing pigeon mm. um, with uh, a little uh, twig of, of olive an olive leaf in its mm. in its beak, so it comes back home to to Noah. So he's trained mm. it well. Yeah, I Brilliant. don't know what speed it came back at, but it, you know, <laughs> no. ninety two point yeah. five miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And it's uh, you know we don't want to sort of push all these things too far, but it, that is a symbolic thing as well, isn't it? In the sense that you know it's it symbolizes the end of judgment. Mm -hmm. It symbolizes new beginnings, a new creation. Uh, the world that was flooded and destroyed has been renewed and it's time to start again under in God's world uh, under God's word and the dove is like the beginnings it's the first roots of something new isn't it so when we see the pigeon or when we see the dove we can think you know new creation coming um, judgment won't have the final say mm. uh, life will have the final say so mm. yeah right. is that why we um offer people an olive branch because it's peace isn't it mm. so when it came back with the olive branch so you might hear people judgment's say, over. judgment's mm. over, we've made peace here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Great. All right, that's the dove in the Old Testament. Should we go now to the baptism of um, of Jesus? Another big place where we see the dove. Is that where you were going to go? Were well, you, uh, you, something could, else? you could Sorry. go just before that. Yeah, okay. Because Jesus, when he's only eight days old, mm. uh, we're told in the New Testament part of the Bible, um, is brought in Luke's Gospel uh, to the temple to be presented as the uh, male eight-day-year-old babies were meant to be. And um, they brought a dove or a pair of doves mm. as the sacrifice um, for that. For, for that. Mm. And why wouldn't occasion? they have bought like a big bull or something? Because a big bull would have been very, very expensive mm. and a lamb would have been expensive or a goat and all of those things expensive. This was a... This was a uh, Completely, it's, it's what the Bible says you can bring if you, if you're poor, you can't afford a lamb, then you bring doves to to celebrate. So we know that Jesus' family, Mary, Joseph, little Jesus, they weren't rich, mm. and they they do what they were told to do mm. in the Bible mm. and present. Um, well, Mary wouldn't have been there, but Joseph uh, would have presented these these doves mm. as a sacrifice. Mm. Great. Mm. And then we see at the baptism of Jesus, uh, something amazing happen. Um, he is baptized by John the Baptist. And as he's coming up out of the water, it says in Matthew's gospel, um, at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. So like landing on him. Um, and so the, so the Holy Spirit is described as being like a dove um, coming down from heaven and uh yeah landing on him and why might that be well um the the fact that the dove was a good substitute for a lamb for, as a sacrifice says something about its purity because uh you'd have to sacrifice a pure lamb 
Uh, and if you couldn't afford that, then you'd sacrifice some doves um, and they still have to be pure. Uh, so there's a purity about it. So here's God, the Holy Spirit coming down and he's pure, he's perfect, he's spotless um, and he's coming upon Jesus. But it's also interesting um, that the Holy Spirit is described as like a dove because a dove is a poor man's bird. So it doesn't say the Holy Spirit came down like um, like an eagle or a falcon or something like really exciting. It was the common poor person's bird. Mm. Um, so so maybe there's something there about how God is for everyone. Mm. God is for the poor people. God comes down and he's accessible mm. and you can get to know him no matter who you are. Brilliant. And, and, and in the book of Acts, when uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon, you know, the church, all people, it's for all people, mm. old, yeah. young, yeah. rich, poor, mm. you know, women, men, uh, you know, there's no... There's no, boys you don't have girls. to be a rich, per- boys and girls, you don't have to be a rich person with a bull yeah. and then you'll have the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, this he's he's for all of us. And, mm. um, yeah. and that's a wonderful promise for people yeah. listening, isn't it? That actually if we say sorry to God for our sins and we bring our sins to him and we, we take Jesus to be our saviour, uh, that same Holy Spirit who came upon Jesus will come upon us, uh, whoever we are, whatever age we're at, whatever wrong things we've done, you know, he's going to come and he's going to make his home with us. He's going to live with us and, uh, and help us to follow Jesus. Um, which, which is a great, a great promise for us, isn't it? So, uh, so lots of things there to think about, uh, yep. when we see the dove, um, uh, or the pigeon, um, the newness of creation, the, uh, the Holy Spirit coming on Jesus, um, lo- loads of things when you next see a pigeon or a dove. And if you're in the car, and you're driving along and you see one <laughs> flying next to you, you can try and work out what speed it's going. Isn't yeah. it? If you look at the speed of your car and look at the pigeon, you can try to... It should uh, overtake you, actually. Yeah. A pigeon should be able to go faster, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. although they well, if you ride your, If you ride yeah. your bike, though, you often have a bird. If you're going down like a little lane... Yeah. Then the birds they 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 panic, you know, and then they fly in front of you for quite a long way. Yeah, it's fantastic seeing a bird do that. I think. Right there we go. And if you know, not that you ever will be, of course, but if you are ever in a car going over ninety-two miles an hour and a pigeon is beating you, that's a world record-breaking pigeon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> worth yeah. filming and recording. Um, there we go. That brings to an end our series in animals in the bible we hope you've enjoyed it and we hope uh, more than that that you've learned stuff from it and it's been uh, it's been helpful for you and uh, as i say new series coming in january and uh, over the christmas period while you've got some time sat on the sofa uh, always good to watch christmas movies and cartoons and stuff like that but also good to go on the website you could download some of these if you've missed any of them listen to them and your family um, that'd be a great thing to do 